I'm Laura Hankenius, and oh wait, should I say Hankenius or Pfeiffer? <laughs> What's your name? <laughs> I'll just say Laura. I'll just say Laura. I'll say Laura. Okay. Okay. Start over. This is College Dame Day, a podcast for college football fans, hosted by three sisters who recap last week's games, talk about upcoming matchups, and find some time to trash talk the teams they don't like. Let's join Megan, Amy, and Laura as they break the huddle and kick off this week's episode. Alright, welcome back everybody to episode four. I'm Laura, and we're going to get things kicked off with a game that Amy has created. So I'll turn it over to her. Okay, tonight we are picking football positions for everyone to play. All of us will pick a position for the other two. I don't know who wants to go first. Any volunteers? Let's have you Laura want go first. Okay, great. And then, <laughs> well, no, I'm saying if Laura goes first, then Amy and I will pick for her. Is that right. the way right. it works? Yes. Okay, mm-hmm. perfect. What should I play, you guys? Okay, this is what I have for Laura. She's taller, so I think that she could go up and grab some balls. But she's also strong, so I think oh, she. Yeah. Make... <laughs> yeah, that's what she said. Sorry. Okay, so I think she'd make a really good tight end. She could get out there and do some blocking. She could also like bring some catches in. Um, good. I'm hand. a big girl. So yeah, I think you would make a really good tight end. That would be your spot if I was coaching you. Okay. When you started talking, Amy, I was afraid that we had maybe chosen the same position. Because Megan I was... chose offensive lineman. <laughs> <laughs> Broad-shouldered, big girl. No, yeah. no, not at all. I was thinking, I was going with the taller theme. Laura, you are significantly taller than Amy and me. So that made me think quarterback. I think oh. you are very direct. You have quick decision-making <laughs> skills. I think you see the big picture. You are left-handed, which may or may not be an asset in that position, but I feel like you could use it as a strength. And like I said, you are kind of tall. So I went with the obvious choice of quarterback. All right. I will take it. Fun little fact, there are no current NFL quarterbacks that are left-handed, but we all know Tua is left-handed out of college. So a little fun fact there. Maybe that won't be for long. Yes. All right. Well, should I say what I think I should be or should we pass it off to you guys first? I I would like to hear what you think you should be. Okay. Okay. I like what you guys said. However, thinking this one out, I would like to be a long snapper because I have zero pressure and I make a lot of money. So I went with that skilled position uh, just for those two facts. Um, That is not true. Did you see the Michigan State game when the snapper got hurdled? And it also happened in our game, too. There is definitely pressure on you, even though there is not supposed to be until you're engaged. Yeah, I will say, too, it's an extremely specialized position. So I think that alone would create a lot of mental pressure. So depends on what you would rather deal with. You're like looking between your legs upside down. Okay, Amy is really trying for this. (laughs) No, I'm just saying. And then like. (laughs) I'm the most flexible out of all of us. If the kicker sucks, you're getting like pegged in the back of the head. Like, I don't know. It's just. It's not as cushy of a job as you make it seem. People are rushing at you. I don't know. Okay. Well, we'll we'll table this, guys, when my college position comes up. Yes. You prove us wrong, Laura, and we will apologize. Okay. I'll show you all. You'll all see. All right. So who do you want to do next? Let's go to Amy because I have one for okay. her. Yeah. I thought, I thought a long time about this one because I can see Amy playing several different positions, but I finally landed on running back. I think Amy would be a good halfback or tailback. She is very fast. She would be a major player in the offense. She's, you know, quick. Like I said, she can catch well. So she would have that as an option. She wouldn't Mm -hmm. be boxed into doing the same thing every play. I'm Wandale Robinson. Exactly. When I saw him out there, he's so little and tiny, but he's so (laughs) quick. He's so fast. Um, I just thought... I can see Amy playing that position. I also can see her taking the direct snap, you know, in the Wildcat, where she's, you know, mm, maybe mm-hmm. a little bit more involved in running the offense. Yeah, I can see Amy in that position. I mean, just keep in mind, Amy, you don't get the ball unless they hand it to you as the QB. I would say I actually went to the opposite side. I went defense for Amy because I think she would, like, thrive on breaking up passes. 
and destroying other people's dreams. Um, Other people's lives. Exactly. So I went with safety because I think she'd have the brains to be able to read the defense pretty or read the offense pretty well. And I think she has pretty fast closing speed. Mm -hmm. So I think she can make the adjustments needed uh, in the backfield. And so she's not super tall, but she's really quick and she's really fast. And I think she could get some mad hops and, you know, and get up there and knock the ball down. So I I, I went with safety on that one. And I would see her, like, standing over opponents and, like, wagging her finger, like, when they, like, drop the ball. They drop the ball. And, yeah. and then getting mm-hmm. a penalty for 15 yards because. This it's... is exactly. Exactly. Okay. okay. I'm a smart player. I wouldn't get dumb penalties. But if the ref wasn't looking, you know, I might throw a little finger wag in. You never know. All right. Amy, what did you think for yourself? Yeah. What do you think for yourself? Um. I don't know. I could see either one of the ones you guys said, because I do like in basketball, I loved like getting steals, you know, like, so getting interceptions, trying to like pick off the passes, read the quarterback. That would be something I would like. Um, I wouldn't mind being a running back or, you know, like an all purpose back like Wandale, or I think I could do like JD's kind of a small receiver, but I think I could be like a wide out maybe if, you know, I, I wouldn't be as good at the blocking because I don't quite have the size or strength. But I could go up and get some passes and then get nailed like he does all the time. But, but hopefully hold on to the ball. Yes. Right. Which he does. <laughs> Most of the Except time. For, well, Except for this game. Okay, listen. But he had a lot of passes this game and he only fumbled once. So That's positive, yes. He does a very good job. All right, so I think we're on to Megan. Okay, well, I'll go first for Megan. And this is, I'm thinking outside the box a little bit. Um, but, so. so Water girl. This, no, yeah. this isn't, this isn't what most people. Athletic trainer. Because she's, she's not large and she doesn't have a big belly. But, like, I could see her on the offensive line. And here's why. She has very good, like protective instincts it's like she's very docile and sweet and soft but when you rile her or like you know what I mean like that girl in basketball from Battle Talbot and she's like there's yes. more of that where that came from she can she, same thing. and she's very protective you know it's like a mama bear so I could see her protecting the quarterback um making holes protecting her little running back you know coming through after her so that's why I would pick offensive line for Megan Thinking outside the box. Okay. I could see that, too, because they're typically one of the smarter people on the field. I could see that. <laughs> yes. I am going to go with kicker, only because I think she would handle the stress of it very well. And I just think she looks so cute putting on her little helmet and running out there and, you know, kicking those <laughs> 30, 40 yes. yard field goals. She'd be like that kicker that was, you know, completely not worried about the game. That was like sitting over on the bench sipping Gatorade. Yes. No idea that he's supposed to go in and kick the ball and then, like, goes in and completely gets it. So I feel like that would be hers because she doesn't need all the glory and all the attention. But, like, when something needs to happen, she's the go-to. So I feel like she'd be a really good kicker for that reason. And she does, like, feel a kinship with kickers already. So, yeah. That is that, true. That is a good one. What would yep. you pick for yourself, Megan? Well, I think if the two that you guys chose for me, I'd prefer to go with the kicker. <laughs> Really? I, <laughs> I don't know. Um, <laughs> Are you sure? I don't know why. It's just something inside of me is pushing me in that direction. Um, and I do actually have a trivia question for you guys that is related to kickers. So a lot of times in college football, we see kickers kicking barefoot, which I do think is kind of cool. But in high school, that is not allowed in 48 states. Two states allow barefoot kickers in high school football. Hawaii and California. California, yes. Ah, she beat me. Well, California's not one of them, so you are both wrong. Hawaii's not either? No. Um, Yeah, I'm thinking, like, warm states where, like, not North Dakota, where there's, like, ice and snow on the ground for half the games. Um, Florida and Texas. Yeah, Texas. Texas is one. And the other one, you will never get. It's Massachusetts. Wait, you didn't even give us a shot. That was my next guess. Yeah, I was going to guess it too. <laughs> no, it was not. No, it was not. You were like somewhere warm. And at that point, I decided I'm not going to have you guys guess okay. for the rest of the night. It's Massachusetts. So a little bit of trivia there for you. All right. Well, that was a fun game. Yeah, that was very creative, Amy. Yeah, you are welcome. Thank you. 
You big bellied Megan. <laughs> yeah, I, I know. Said, I said my self esteem is in the toilet, but thank I you guys said, for that. I said that is not why that she doesn't have one of those. Megan, you're helping block for me. You should feel very, very blessed. Protecting, I'm protecting your you, Laura. Yes, thank you. Well, right. something to bring you out of the uh, depths of the toilet, Megan. The Husker game. Woohoo! Well, that okay, was well, quite a game. Yeah, I'm not. The woohoo is. <laughs> It's not quite as peppy as that yet. I I don't know. I'm pretty impressed by our mental toughness. To keep pushing all game, be down okay. almost the entire time. I know we probably shouldn't have been, and that's something to talk about. But with how many turnovers we had, there is no logical way we should have won. So the fact that our defense held up, our offense kept pushing, I am proud of them. Okay. It wasn't mm-hmm. a clean game. It wasn't a perfect game, I'll admit it. But I'm proud of them. I am very proud, too, because I do think they turned a corner. And finally, I feel like we have lost every close game. Like, uh-huh. yeah, there have been some blowouts. But a lot of the when we started out 0-6, um, except for the Michigan game, they were all close. And we lost all of them by, what, five points or less? And it was like we just couldn't win a close one. So I am very encouraged that we finally did win a close one. And we did win one on the road that was encouraging, but I just like my emotions, I don't think have even completely settled yet because it was like so up and down emotionally that game that just, I haven't recovered yet. (laughs) Yeah. I'm really proud of them for being down almost the entire game and not giving up. Like you said, just that mental toughness, um, their ability to come back and win despite all of the turnovers. I wasn't pleased with the game overall, but I feel very encouraged by the way they were able to hang in there and then get the win. And it makes me excited for future games because I think they needed that to prepare them for the rest of the season. Yeah. If you guys, I don't know if you've checked out the stats from the game, but if we hadn't needed those last couple plays, um, I think we ended up at officially 690 yards of offense, but we had 700 before, you know, he had to take the knee a couple times against their 299 if you just look at the stats and not the score you would have thought it was a blowout and it honestly should have been if we hadn't turned the ball over four times there was actually five fumbles because Wandale did fumble it down at the end but four of those fumbles we lost um, there was some very very sketchy calls made by the officials if just a couple of those hadn't happened I think we would have had more touchdowns um, and we should have blown them out. We should have covered easily. We should have covered the spread. We didn't, but we still pulled out the win with those abysmal like turnovers. So yeah, like, it was just like a whiplash of emotions, but I think this game was probably more important than the Colorado game as much as I wanted to beat Colorado because we're in big 10 play now getting this first win mm-hmm. in the big 10 is super important. Because we can still, I mean, we still have a shot at a Big Ten title at this point. And so that was really, really important for us to get that win. I agree. I had a few positives and a few negatives. So the positives were, I mean, Wandale Robinson had a complete breakout performance. So he kind of took over the game. I was really excited to see him get involved. I think he had three touchdowns. Adrian Martinez, too. I saw glimpses of the old him with him running. It looked like he stopped trying to hold the ball too long and make the right pass and just kind of went with his gut when he was supposed to run. He made a couple of really good read decisions. So I don't think he's back 100%, but I started to see, like I said, glimpses of the old him. The refs, and again, I don't want to harp on refs because I think you should win a game either way. But I say they made terrible calls both ways. Like some for us that I was like, that's a terrible call. Some against them that were terrible calls. The thing that I have as a negative too for Nebraska is last week we were so excited because we only had one penalty for 15 yards this week we had 11 for 119 I felt like every play was a flag so that was discouraging that we went backwards that way um they missed that late hit out of bounds on JD Spielman that was targeting Um, too he should have been kicked out of the game yeah I was also when the one you talked about Amy where Wanda like kind of fumbled and then recovered his own I was screaming at the tv to to like challenge it and have someone call down and stop the play to review it 
and they did it. And I had the sixth sense, and I was like, we're not getting in the end zone. We have to review it, or we're not getting in the end zone. I, and sure enough, I, we did it. I did too. I, I had this, like, because at first I was like, you know what? There's, like, a couple minutes left. I kind of want to run the clock down more because we were up four at the time. A touchdown would have made it a two-score game. And then, so I was like, let's take some more time off. And then I had that same thought in the back of my head. But then I was like, no, we're so close. We'll get in. And Scott Frost did say at the press conference, if he could have had any of his play calling back, he wouldn't have changed any of the plays he called, except for that that whole series when we were lined up in the eye formation. And he said yeah. he wanted that back. And it's just weird that we kind of like all had that sixth sense and then it happened, which whatever, we pulled out the W, but that was crazy. Exciting to get a road win under Scott Frost. Um, I agree with you, though, with Adrian and the running, because we really haven't seen, like, we've seen him make really good passes. And actually, do you guys know who is currently first in the Big Ten in passing yards right now? Probably Justin Field. Megan, any guesses? Are you saying, like, are you counting yards after the catch? I'm guessing. No, no, no. Passing. Passing yards. Passing yards. Passing yards, yes. I'm going to, just because you're asking it like that, I'm going to guess someone we might not expect. I'm going to say Jack Cohn. Okay, no, it's Adrian. He leads the Big Ten in passing yards, and I don't think anyone really knows that. Uh, Justin Fields is third, and here's a trivia. Who is second, do you guys think? I mean, I'm going to stick with Jack Cohn. (laughs) No, it's actually, I made a joke about them last week for their offense because they couldn't get in the end zone, and it's Brian Lewerke from Michigan State, yes, which I thought was shocking. But no, Adrian leads the Big Ten in passing yards, and I feel like when you look at his stats, I feel like he's kind of been taking like a lot of crap this season from people, but when you look at his stats, it kind of does tell a different story. But I, I do think, I agree with Laura, this game, his running, I saw shades of the old Adrian. And I think it's because he is establishing that like passing. Because I've noticed he runs better when he kind of like drops back in the pocket and sells the pass first. And then there's big holes for him to run through and create space. And when he is in open space, he is fast. He is strong. He can stiff arm somebody and get a lot of yards. So... I really think that's kind of why his running is opening up now. But I agree with you that I, I'm seeing like shades of the old Adrian too. One thing I think, I mean, like you said, Adrian's running was so much improved in this game. But I will point out that the offensive line gave him so much more time in this game compared to the last couple of games that he's played. I think that that was a difference in the game for him, for Adrian, just having that extra couple seconds there. Well, I mean, but that helps any quarterback. Like, Justin Fields regularly gets that amount of time back there. You know what I mean? Like, No, I so, understand. And that was one of my biggest critiques of the team was the O-line. I right. Just felt I'm like just saying that's a line problem. We have to improve there. At the same time, you also need a quarterback. If he doesn't have those athletes up there, he needs to be able to make decisions faster, you know, and make those adjustments. Kind of like I was talking about last week. I saw more adaptability and more flexibility from Bedrill when he came in than from Adrian. But like I said, in this game against Illinois, I felt like the offensive line was doing much better. They were giving him way more time. And I think because of that, he was doing so much better too. So it's obviously they're connected. Adrian's running was much improved. His passing was still just hit and miss. There were several passes that he overthrew. It seems like sometimes he's so on and then other times it's just not even not even close. You know, he's way overthrowing them. Not to bash on Adrian. I do see some positive signs from him and the offensive line, but there are still improvements to be made. I agree that he does kind of overthrow a little. I think it's one of those things he's trying to like put it where his receiver is going to catch it or nobody is Um, maybe he doesn't want to get picked off is in the back of his mind but I do think which yes I you know I'd rather overthrow than underthrow and underthrow and have it get picked off but I do think that that's one of the reasons though that poor JD Spielman is getting just hung out to dry because he's having to go up and when you're up in the air you're I mean you're automatically just vulnerable as a receiver anyway because your eyes are on the yes your eyes are on the ball but when you're up in the air it's even more so and that's when he's getting these awful like back-breaking hits I thought his spine was like severed one time like I know he went up to catch it he takes hit after hit after hit and 
actually, since I'm talking about him, he's my offensive player of the game. I know he did have that fumble. That was very uncharacteristic for him, though. He normally takes very good care of the ball. He's money on third down. He is our number one go-to receiver. He's got the hands. He's going to bring it in. And no matter how hard he gets hit, he's going to hold on to the ball. It's not popping loose. And so, yeah, that's I picked him for the offensive player just because... Mm -hmm. I, I know there's some more obvious ones of the game, but I just feel like he's so consistent and money that he doesn't stand out as much. But when you he is leading the team in receptions and yards by passing, so it, it's kind of one of those things where he's not standing out, but he is. I don't know. But I just wanted to give him some credit. Okay. Yeah, I know he had a great game. Well, when Megan was talking about the offensive line, Brandon Hymas did come back and play the entire game. He was injured uh, last week when we were playing Northern Illinois. Um, so that was good to see him back. We also had Cam Britt Taylor back the whole time. So those are the two injuries, and it looks like they're both back. Yes. Yes. Good. Good. And I wanted to say that earlier, but you guys talk so fast and don't pause at all that I can't <laughs> get in and talk at all. Okay. Well, I feel the same sometimes. Okay, Laura, anyway. who is your offensive player of the game? All right, I'm going to go ahead and pick Adrian Martinez for a couple different reasons. One, he is the leader that rallied us to get us back um, after we were playing down the entire game. He had a lot of great reads on third down in the fourth quarter where he kept it or he would hand off. So he made a lot of the right reads, a lot of the right decisions. And his two-point conversion, when he ran it himself and dove in the end zone, you could tell like he He was getting it. And yeah. he yeah. got it. And I think that was a huge turning point um, for the game and for him. Mm-hmm. Um, he did go 22 for 34, 327 yards total and three touchdowns. So I went ahead and nominated Martinez for mm-hmm. the player, offensive player. Yeah, I agree. It's just really great to see him playing aggressively like that again. It's not perfect, but it just seems like his head is in the game. And it makes me feel a lot more confident in him being able to fine tune some of the things that aren't going as perfectly. Who's your pick, Megan? Well, my pick for offensive player, I was sure that one of you guys were going to say Wandale Robinson. So I was going to say someone else, but since you didn't, I'm going to go ahead and say him. He did have a breakout game. He got his first touchdown. He got a second touchdown. You know, it was really exciting to see him. His third touchdown. Yes. Yes. He should have had a fourth. (laughs) Yes. It was just really exciting to see him kind of, I think with Washington out, it was his opportunity to step up and shine. And I mean, it's just exciting to see the talent that he has, just the quickness and the, you know, some of the moves that he made. I mean, it was just really, really great game. Wandale, offensive player of the game for me. But I want to give a special like honorable mention to Jack Stoll. Can we talk about that catch in the third quarter? Yes. The one I almost lost yourself. my mind when I that, saw that. I that thought was, there's no way. That was a third down play. So he kept that yes. drive alive with that catch. I didn't think that was being cut either, but those big old paws went out and he just like mm. tipped it to himself. Um, yeah, he has really great hands. At the press conference, they were asking him about that catch and they were like, did you do that on purpose? Like, was that on? And he was like, I was just doing my best to catch the ball, guys. Like, <laughs> like, what are you supposed to say to that? But, um, yeah, but they asked about that play specifically, and he was talking about it, and it was a, a pretty important catch. I mean, he had the first touchdown as well, but then that catch, just so exciting. Yeah. So Yes, I was Good also job. very excited about Wandale, and I thought about picking him too, but then I thought, yeah, one of you guys would. So I just went with JD because I feel like he kind of gets overlooked. Mm-hmm. But I did slide into Wandale's DMs after the game. Um, he hasn't seen my message yet, but I'm pretty sure he'll be messaging me back. It's only a matter of time. <laughs> me and the 7,000 other Nebraska fans that messaged him that night. All right. So shout out to Nebraska. We did join the 900 win club. Who did we join that also has over 900 wins? And they have to be a Division One FBS program. Michigan. Alabama. Michigan, Ohio State, Alabama, and Notre Dame. No, they were they were behind us. They were they were like okay. tied with us. It wasn't Notre Dame because they lost. Um, How many are we guessing? Four. There's four teams ahead of us. It's it's Michigan. Alabama. Yes, Michigan, Alabama, oh, and Ohio, Ohio State. State is who we said. Shoot, I knew I look. I like saw this earlier. Um, Big Twelve team. Texas. Yes, Texas. Uh-huh. So yes, we are now in the 900 win club, and it feels good. Yes, it does. Yes, it does. 
I posted that somewhere and everyone was like, oh, Nebraska living on those glory days back in the 90s. Well, you know what? Why haven't you caught up then? If we were only good in the 90s, then why haven't all the other teams caught up to us? And like Alabama's living in the glory of like the last 10 years. So no. Yeah. So it's like, that's impressive because we just got that win. You know what I mean? That's not a win from the 90s. So yeah, I'm proud of that. That's your cue to transition, Megan. What are we transitioning to? I sent out a schedule. I'm just asking. It's football are on you fleet. ready? Are you, yes. No, it's not. We haven't done our yeah. defensive players of the game. Oh, yeah. She's right. Okay, fine. That's what, okay, I, was, fine. That's what I was asking. That. I, okay, geez. Now I have to wait a minute so I can sound pleasant again. Okay, well, I'll go first. Oh, okay. All right. Okay. All right. So who were your guys' defensive players of the game? I'll go first. I had our safety, Dismuke. Um, he led the team in tackles this game. He had seven. Six of them were solo tackles. He had some good pass coverage. He knocked a couple down. Um, I feel like he's always a solid player back there. I've just never given him any recognition until now. So I'm picking him this game. I have two. So Megan, you go and see if you pick one of mine. That way I can do the other one. Okay. All right. Well, I'm going to go with Cam Taylor Britt. Okay, that was one of mine, so good. Okay, good. I'm glad I went first then. He was injured in the last game, and so we weren't sure if we were going to see him or not, but I'm really glad that he did make an appearance. He had the only interception of the game, and can we just talk about how long Brandon Peters had to throw that ball? He had like five minutes back there, and then he still underthrew the ball. Underthrew it. Yes. Anyway. I don't know what he was thinking. Poorly thrown, poorly done. But we benefited from that, and Cam Taylor-Britt made the heads-up play, intercepted the ball, and, I mean, with all of the turnovers that we had, we desperately needed that to go the other way. So he's my defensive player of the game. And he keeps our streak alive because now we've created a turnover in every game, correct? Yes. Good for him. Okay, so, yes, I am glad because I had two, and Cam Taylor was one of them. So my pick is actually Amy's pick from last week, which is Jojo Doman. I Mm -hmm. wanted to pick him again, but I didn't. He had three tackles, two assists, and then he did have a sack as well. And that was the the blown uh, offensive uh, line. The center did not snap the ball. Yes. Felt so uh, good. Yeah. Way to go, center. Stupid. Um, So that was was good. He popped popped the QB pretty good. But the reason I actually picked him was... I know where this is going. I know. Okay, well, hold off. I'm sure Amy does. The reason why I picked him is because when they overturned Adrian Martinez's call and said that was a fumble, even though his arm was moving forward, physics, refs, Michael is screaming at the TV for them to pick it up. And I was like, no, they blew the whistle dead. It's fine. Well, he was correct. They went ahead and said it was a fumble and there was a clear recovery. I was ticked. Michael was ticked because Stoll walked like right past the ball and could have picked it up. Okay, but when the whistle blows, the ball should be dead. I agree. That was my point. But again... Not how it goes. But, however, the defense learned from it. And sure enough, when their QB had the exact same play later overturned and set it forward pass, JoJo Doman immediately picked that ball up. So, yes, learn yes. from the mistakes. Heads up play. I want to yes. see every time that ball's on the ground, someone is scrambling for it. So, that is why I picked JoJo Doman. Um, and also, he did finally get his black shirt this morning. He went to his laundry locker, and it was like his regular jersey was in there. And so, he was like, oh, business as usual. And then he went to his regular locker, and it was hanging there on the outside. And it was just a very special moment when he got his black shirt. Yes, but congratulations. Yeah. So, yes, I'm very excited awesome. for him. Um, but also, can we talk about that? Because I think that that, because if the whistle doesn't mean that the ball is dead, then what's the point of the whistle? Like, you should never have to listen. You can hit people after the whistle. You can pick up the ball. Up, you know what I mean? Like, what's the point of the whistle if the ball isn't dead? People are going to get hurt if they just keep on playing even after the whistle. So that's really frustrating yeah. for me. Like, I was so frustrated by 
a bunch of calls. Yes, yeah. they did have bad calls going both ways, but I honestly think we definitely got the worst end of the deal of the calls in that game. They called a holding penalty on us um, right after we got a first down. On Hymas? On Hymas. Yeah, He's laying crap. on the ground. One of his arm is, is pinned under him, and the other arm is waving in the air. He's not touching anyone, and they called holding on him. And we were mar- we were in the red zone, I think, with that first down that we had just gotten that they called back on that play. So we would have scored there. The, the targeting on Spielman, that player should have been kicked out. We should have had an automatic first down there. The, oh, my word. Yeah. I'm just, like still upset about that officiating. But, like, the officiating was really, really bad. It's you probably the worst I've ever seen. Yeah, you can't blow the whistle because that, that makes the ball dead. You can't then say, oh, there was a recovery because our players are walking off because the whistle was blown. Like, yeah. what the heck? Yeah, it was really that. frustrating. They really do. It, I don't like it when people complain about the refs because I kind of agree with what Laura said. You know, you should just, you, right. know, you should play well enough to win the game no matter. But when they're but so this was an extreme case. This one was really, really bad. And it was, it was very frustrating. So anyway, I agree. Everything you're saying, maybe we should move on to a happier topic. Or maybe we should send them all glitter bombs. Perhaps yes. we should. Thinking outside the box. That stuff gets everywhere. Very frustrating. Uh, exactly. We won. We got the W. We'll take it. Oh, also, um, Washington. Can we talk about him really quick? Because I feel like when you're so fast. We're only going on 45 minutes of time. Okay. But I feel like when you're so fast that you break your own ankles running, (laughs) that that's the sign of, like, the fastest you can be. And I think that he is okay. He's still on the depth chart. And I saw all of his stories after the game in the locker room. He was like jumping and running around. I think they just kind of, it was like a precautionary thing for the Ohio State Mm -hmm. game. They wanted to like make sure that he was going to be okay and not, I think he tweaked something and Mm -hmm. it was just a precautionary thing. That's what I'm hoping. Okay. I heard a a head injury, but like just evaluating it. Okay. So I heard it was a little bit more he than was that. But... Limping. He was limping. So there was something going on with his um, leg, but his ankle. I mean, you saw him, like, snap it when he did that cut. But, okay. I'm done talking about Nebraska now. Okay. Amy, you want to take us into our football on fleek segment? Okay, yes. Um, it's time for football on fleek. And today we are picking best-looking coaches in Division One FBS Obviously, because we didn't want to all be fighting over Scott Frost, he's the clear-cut winner of best-looking coach, hands down, by anyone with eyes. Um, We're just going to pick runner-up. So, what are you guys' choices for runner-up? Megan, I'll let you you start. Okay. Well, the pickings are slim, as (laughs) we know. So, I had to really think about this one for a long time, but... I have come up with a distant runner-up, and it is Manny Diaz. Okay. And, and why I mean, is that, under Megan? 60. He's under 60. I appreciate dark features. I don't know. <laughs> I didn't know I was going to have to explain my choice here. I thought it would just be fairly obvious that he is, you know, not a grandfather yet. I'm, I'm not sure. That was just the one that came to my mind. The right. end. No supporting okay. reasons. All right. all right. It's all right, I suppose. Well, I took the humorist route, and I actually went yeah, the ex- exact opposite of Megan, and I actually picked someone out of the Mid-American Conference. Do you guys know where this is going? He is one of the oldest listed coaches, taking over for Bill Snyder now that he's gone. It's and Frank Solich. I picked Frank Solich, because <laughs> he is near and dear to my heart, and... You know, old white guy, got to go with it. So I picked Frank Solage. He's also, you know, repping Nebraska. I think Again, he has I elf ears. ears. Oh, yeah, okay. he did. He Doesn't did his ears bit. look like like a little elf? Aren't, aren't those just so endearing to you? Yeah. He's, he's cute. Pick, Laura, he, does have, he does have elfin-like qualities. Okay, do you guys want to hear my pick? Yes. Okay. I went with a more distinguished look. And I okay. picked our quarterback coach, Coach Verdue. It's like a combination of the hair and the glasses and the cigar that he always has in his mouth. But he just looks like real, like a bad, bad man. You know what I mean? Like, 
Okay. Mr. Cool. He, he does. He just looks super cool. And also, who has that much hair when they're that old? Like, I don't know. I mean, that is admirable. I'm going to pick a runner-up <laughs> to my runner-up. Okay. And that is going to be someone who, when you said the word distinguished, I was like, oh, why didn't I think of this person? I'm going to go back to Florida. I'm going to go with Charlie Strong. Okay. Really? <laughs> you disagree? Oh, yeah. <laughs> we have different Make tastes it, in men. He doesn't have long hair and glasses and a cigar. <laughs> he doesn't have a cigar oh, hanging out of his mouth. But how do you get distinguished bad. from him? I just think he looks distinguished. I mean, I think he's a good looking guy. All I can see is him in a Texas, and it just grosses me out. So I think that's why I can't. He wasn't there very long, though. I don't care. I just see a he longhorn. He got out of there fast. I see yeah. a longhorn emblem emblazoned on him, and I just, ugh. yuck. Okay. I think most of Husker Nation would agree with me, but that's fine. Um, I picked a Husker, too. Thank you very much. We'll do a poll on our Facebook page, and we'll see if more people agree with me or you. Um, okay, great. Or me, I think I would win, guys. No, I don't think you're winning. Okay, um, we'll throw no, we'll throw done. you on there, but yeah, okay. both of my choices, please. I want okay. them both on there. All right, all right. Well, let's talk about some college football games starting Friday night. We had Utah playing USC. How did you guys feel about that game? I have the perfect emoji. It's the girl with like her shoulders shrugging, where she's like, I don't know, and that is because. Everyone picked Utah to win except Reggie Bush, who had to get special permission to come back and call the game at USC because of the sanctions against him. Um, I did see that. So for that reason, I picked the, like, what? Because I thought that was really stupid. I thought it was a pretty good game. USC, legit, question mark. Um, I don't know. So I was I was pretty impressed with that game. So Friday night, there was two actually ranked teams playing. Boise State also played Air Force. What are your picks for emojis? My pick is the angry face with smoke coming out of his nostrils because I had picked Air Force to beat the spread, which was eight, and they lost by 11. And also because I just don't like it when group of five teams think that they should be in, you know, playoff contention. (laughs) And I feel like Boise State is not that good, but now all of a sudden they're ranked 20th and they think they're really great. And I I just don't like it. Okay. What about um, Saturday's game, starting with Clemson versus Charlotte? I have that, um, like, emoji that's falling asleep and Zs are coming out of its mouth. Yep, yep me too. Yep. Probably could use that one for boring. also number two, Alabama versus Southern Mississippi. Yes. And maybe even LSU, Vanderbilt. Yes. That's, that's that the is- I just texted you guys a face. Yes. What was that one for? Um, that was for the same, like, the Clemson. <laughs> it's, like, half boring, half just, like, nobody's going to beat them, but I have to sit there and watch this. Yeah, it he looks, looks like you ate something sour. It, it looks like your face, it just ate something sour. Okay, well, that would work, too. It's just annoying to me. It's like they don't okay. play anyone the rest of the season, so it's annoying. Right, right. It is annoying. Um, anyone know what Power 5 conference team has not won a game? There's only one. Vandy? It has to be Vandy yes. now because it's UCLA, yep. UCLA won. Yep. Alright, so okay. the next one up, and I have a perfect emoji for it, is Notre Dame versus Georgia, which was game day. I have uh-huh. like the guy who looks a little bit embarrassed and his eyes are like shocked wide open like, oh my gosh. Because I will say, as much as I hate Notre Dame, I did not expect them to hang with Georgia as much as they did. So I put Me like the shock emoji. Okay. I was very surprised. I that. have I have the little guy that thinking because I was also surprised. And so I'm like, is Georgia just not as strong as we thought? Is Notre Dame better? I just have my little like thinking face guy like, hmm, what just happened here? Because, yeah, I agree. I expected Georgia to blow them out. And the fact I mean, I was obviously a little preoccupied during that game because uh, I was watching our game. But I saw enough of it to just be like, what is happening here? All right, well, next up, we have, you. we already picked LSU and Vandy with the sleepy guy. We have Ohio State versus Miami, and I have the guy with, like, the smirk, and he's kind of looking sideways, like, told you so, because I knew that wasn't going to be even a game. Yeah, I mean, I think you could go with the sleeping guy again as well. So true. All right, what so about boring. Auburn, Texas A&M? That was a good game. What would you guys pick? I have um, 
the guy with the hand over his mouth that looks like he maybe might be trying not to throw up or something. Um, just because they're both SEC teams, basically, and so I hate them. Okay. Well, that's that yeah. works. Thank what you. about Tennessee, Florida? Florida ran away with it, 34-3. to um, I have the rolled eyes emoji. I mean, did anyone not see that coming? Yeah, um, I actually have a joke for you guys. Are you ready? Oh, gosh. I hope it's as good as last week's. <laughs> oh, it's better. <laughs> okay. Knock, knock. <laughs> We're not it's home. There. Tennessee. Tennessee who? Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> okay, that actually hey. is better than last week. <laughs> Although my joke of also of we're not home would also apply to that. Yes, it would. Uh, Nobody's home. No, my emoji for that game. Well, I have two. I have the laughing face just because it's funny when you're not the one that's, you know, down in the dumpster um, and it's not happening to you. It's just a lot funnier. Um, So true. Oh, and then the the skeleton guy because Tennessee's like dead. (laughs) Okay. Yes. Dark, but true. All right. Well, while okay. Amy continues to laugh, we'll move on to the next one. Michigan versus Wisconsin. I could not find an emoji to capture my feelings about this game. Oh, I I could. I also okay. had I had two for this one as well. One of them was the laughing face, just because I hate Michigan and, you know, of some things that might have happened last year. I think it's hilarious that they got um, absolutely destroyed. But then I also have the, like, the, like face palm, just because it was, like, really bad, like, a really yeah. bad game for them. Yeah. Well, Texas did beat out Oklahoma State. I was pretty bummed about that. So. I was, too. I'm going to pick the guy with the, like, zipper emoji because I wanted to say some choice language during the game because I really was hoping Oklahoma State could pull it out. Yeah. Oh, I have the the guy with flat eyes and, like, a flat line across his Mm -hmm. mouth. Okay. What about UCF Pittsburgh? A little bit – a little pit special for an upset. I had the big eyes for this one. Okay. Like, the surprised face. I was really shocked by this one. Yeah. I have the guy saying – the bad word but it's like bleeped out because I didn't want that to happen yet because I do think UCF is somewhat legit I'm not saying they're a playoff contender at this point but for them to lose to Pitt I don't know and and I also think Pitt is a better team than what people think, I think they are credit too. for because mm-hmm. they marched down they had a chance to if they hadn't kicked that gone for they that could have beat Penn goal, State, yeah. they could have beat Penn State fairly easily at least tied it up at the end there and taken it to overtime even after that missed field goal or the blocked one so yeah I I think Pitt might be a little better than what people think but because they are Pitt and UCF lost to them they just have no credibility now so I have the bad word guy Oregon Stanford I have the emoji where it has no expression it's just two eyes on it because to me it's a non-issue game like yeah Stanford's terrible Pac-12's not good yeah whatever yeah I have that cat that's just like smirking because yeah it just doesn't matter it's like a cat they just don't matter no not the cat like Like, no i'm not saying the cat doesn't matter but it's just like the cat doesn't care about anything it's just like okay you know what i mean it just cats are like cats are indifferent yes okay cats are very indifferent not that we're indifferent about cats yes i'm the cat thinking about that game i just don't care okay all right well, here we go, Amy. We've gotten to your game. Your UCLA versus Washington State. Holy moly. Yes, I have the big giant eyeballs. They're huge. And then the eyes are looking sideways like what's going on? Because they came down. It was 49 to 17. And they came back and won. That game was crazy. Yeah. And the Washington State quarterback had nine touchdown passes. And he lost. And still lost. The Lots score looks like home. a basketball game. Yeah. Yeah. You should have. Yeah. I think that they both, the over on that was like 60 something. And I think they each made the over by themselves um, in that game. Not even yeah. kidding. I wish there was an emoji that looked like they were searching or like looking for something. And that would be me trying to find the defense for either one of the teams. <laughs> yeah. That's funny, Laura. 
Thank you. That is covers right. my joke, but okay. Still well, not all of us can be comedians, Amy. I know. Um, Virginia Old Dominion. Okay, I'm gonna go back to the angry face with the smoke coming out of his nostrils okay, because sorry. I wanted Old Dominion to beat Virginia so badly, and they were up. Virginia had to dig deep to come back and win this one, so I was kind of disappointed. Well, no, I was angry that they did. I have the um the cow because I was really hungry during that game and a burger sounded really good so i picked the cow for that game because once again i didn't care about the game sorry all right i mean i like upsets but yeah washington byu Mm. washington ended up winning 45 to 19 can i pick the little poop emoji yeah i think you can i I second that emoji it was stinky Mm -hmm. um all right so i don't think any of us had any real opinions on that game california Ole Miss. 28-20. Yeah. I didn't watch it, so I'm not going to pick an emoji. I, I, I did watch it. It was it was a, an okay game. I have the laughing face. I think it's hilarious that the best team in the Pac-12 is probably Cal. Oh, see, I, I have the funny one for a different reason. Just because anytime somebody in the Pac-12 beats somebody in the SEC, I think it's hilarious. So I also had... The laughing one, but just for a different reason than you. All right. Colorado, Arizona State. Colorado, once again, has come and beaten 24. And I say once again because they were down for a little bit, and I thought maybe Arizona State could pull it out. But yeah. I picked, like, I'm... the guy with his smoke coming out of his nose. Because I'm like, really, Arizona State? You couldn't couldn't finish the game? Yeah, I'm going to pick the little shamrock emoji because it's just pure luck that Colorado is winning these games. They're not that good. Yeah, they aren't. I'm just doing the turd one because I hate Colorado and I think they're turds, so. Okay, that's good. I like how you reserve the turd for that game. All right, last one here. SMU, TCU, SMU with the upset. I picked the little guy that's, like, kind of, like, smiling with gritted teeth. Like, hee hee. Um, (laughs) I think it's so funny. So that's the one I picked. Yeah, I am also going to pick the one with the guy kind of thinking. I'm not sure if TCU is that bad or SMU is that good. You know, it's kind of unclear to me how that happened so i have the party face just because i think that's a fun upset i like a good underdog story all right all right well that was our top 25 okay well let's talk about how game day is coming to lincoln on saturday laura are you gonna be there so Sadly, I will not be down there for college game day. I will be down there for the game. We're taking a party bus down and we don't leave until noon. So I will sadly not be there unless we make a game time decision. Ha ha. And head down there. Um, I would love to like have some ideas for signs. So if someone can send me a really good sign idea, I will possibly just drive myself down there. Yeah, we're excited. Um, If you Google it, they have shown where they're going to set up. It's a little bit west of where the track and field is, kind of in front of where the Coliseum used to be that Nebraska Volleyball played. So they're signing up there before they set up in the stadium. So some exciting news. Um, It will be announced later this week, but Nebraska is going to be getting new football facilities. We're going to be overhauling everything. Bill Moose uh, approved the renovations, and we will be top-notch facility, adding all new stuff, and it'll just really be a draw to get new recruits in there, and we're just going to be at the top of the Big Ten again. That's amazing. How did you get this information? <laughs> An inside source. I can't reveal. Gotcha. But it will be, yes, it will be announced later, and you heard it here first. Thank you, Amy, for that inside scoop. You're welcome. Do you have any inside knowledge on who the celebrity guest picker is going to be? I have heard a few names being tossed around. I know that Larry the Cable Guy was asked if he was doing it. And he said at this point no one has asked him yet. But he did want to nominate Jack, um, the little boy with brain cancer that ran the touchdown pass in the red-white game all those years ago when Rex Burke had played for us. And I agree. I think that would be very exciting. Um, I remember watching the red-white game, actually, and Mm -hmm. I was, like, bawling when he ran that touchdown because, like, all the players were, like, pretend blocking for him and, like, the guys on defense were, like, falling down. Just It Mm -hmm. it was a really cool scene. And so even though it makes me feel super old, I think that it would be cool because he just started um, playing football. 
Yeah, that would be um, really neat. And so I think it'd be like a full circle story. He'd be brain cancer. And I think it'd be fun to have like one of our own Nebraska kids on as a guest picker too. So. Yeah. And when was the last time college game day was in Lincoln? 2007 USC. Very good. Amy's researched a lot of things. I no, see. I, I honestly, no, I didn't research that. I remember it. I remember oh. that. And I remember Lee Corso picking the Trojan head and that was probably the last time he was right about anything. So that's very fair. Cause yeah, they did come in and beat us, but yes, 2007 Amy's correct. Um, so we are, I read a stat somewhere. I, and I'll have to get fact checked on this. So someone can check me, but I think it was like eight and two against teams when we, um, that are like ranked number two, when they come to Omaha, something crazy like that. Oh, um, wow. so I'll, have, I'll have to get the specific stat. So I don't know. Maybe, maybe we'll match up well against them. Um, I'm trying to stay so optimistic. And there's a they, chance. <laughs> exactly. Yes. Um, they have, and even Scott Frost said this, where he's like, I'm not saying, or he's like, I'd be stupid if I said that they weren't the better team, had the better athletes. Um, they do. I mean, you look at no, their No, that's team. not what he said. He said, I he, would be lying if I said they weren't a better team than they were last year when we played them. Yes, but then he also went on to say that about their athletes. I do okay, agree. I think they I think they have more talent, but let's hope that we can put together more of a cohesive team and let's get Justin Fields some pressure. That's yeah. just it. He hasn't been pressured all season. He has never played in Memorial Stadium in Nebraska. Like there's no preparing for that. I've heard quarterbacks come in from all over the place and they say, I have never been in a louder place. I've never been more rattled. Like the energy, um, it's just a completely different atmosphere than anywhere else in college football. I mean, I don't think he's faced anything like it. And this is going to be his first test of any kind of pressure. They've played absolutely no one. Okay. And I'm not trying to say that they're not a good team because they are. They're Ohio State. They do have a lot of talent. But you know me. I'm an optimist. And you I, are. Okay. <laughs> I think we can do it. All right. I like it. Okay. Well, do you have a score prediction, Amy? Um, I've been back and forth. I think I've settled on... Nebraska, 33, Ohio State, 27. Okay. Okay. What about you, Laura? I actually already had mine, and it's very close to Amy's. I was going to go 35, 28. Nebraska, obviously. Obviously. Here's the thing. I also had a score in my mind, and it's very similar as well. I think if we're going to win, it's going to be because our defense – shows up my score prediction is 35 31 but i'm also optimistic amy so i want you to just be proud of me for my optimism here i'm giving you credit thank you we will see what happens and we'll be back next week to continue the conversation bye thanks for listening to college dame day don't forget to subscribe rate and review us on your favorite podcasting app Also hit us up. We are at College Dame Day on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. Join us again next week for more college football content.